Hello and welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild podcast. Hey Paul, have you seen Avengers Endgame yet? I have not. Oh. Okay, hang on a second. I gotta think of a new episode idea. Okay. Uh, took me a while, but how about this? Um, <laughs> so you have seen Infinity War, right? Every other Marvel movie, just not that one. Okay, wait, not Infinity War? Uh, sorry, not Endgame. Okay, so you have seen Infinity War. Okay, so um, what we're going to do is, in order to assist the Avengers in their fight against Thanos, and since nobody can be more useless than Hawkeye anyways, we're going to pick a video game character to help out in the battle. Yes, they're going to need some help. All right, let's do it. All right, so a little bit of parameters on this one. Um, we're going to, of course, you know, the point being that we're going to take a character, only one. Um, so each one is going to be considered individually. I know we have like a couple of different picks, but we're just going to assume that we pick one and all other video game characters are thereby ineligible. So you can't, you know, there, there's no package deals. If you, if you choose Sam, you get no max kind of thing, right? Everyone else is gone except for the one that you chose to save in this instance. Uh, second of all, this is still going to be a movie. So keep that in mind. This isn't just about fighting the war because anyone can choose the most OP character because that would make for a very horrible movie because it's just so OP that there's no point. So choosing from a narrative standpoint, which character do you think would be the best to include? All right. Um, so taking it from games as per the rules, and I will try and abide by them. Um, I was just looking at my boxes, basically, just trying to figure out, you know, who'd be interesting, useful, etc. And, and I found one that I would love to see. I suspect some of you listeners out there would, would like to see too, but it's completely unfair um, for the, the sake of this whole game, picking a video game character because he's licensed and because his name is Indiana Jones. Right. Let's do it. Put him in the Avengers. I'd love to see that. I really would. I wouldn't care about, you know, the fact <laughs> that he's 80, none of that. That'd be really, that'd be really well on. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I totally see the honorable mention thing. I just, I don't see why he would particularly add to anything other than just cool factor because I'd like crossovers, but yeah, sure. Yeah. You could, you know, the Avengers have already taught us that there's a couple fillers in there that, like, uh, like Hawkeye and, and Black Widow. So he, he could step in there and, Really, he really fucked people up with that whip as long as they were standing within eight feet of him and reasonably still <laughs> for him to get to them. I still don't think, unless you're a Belmont, that a whip is really an effective weapon against like the armies of evil, of alien evil. Well, they didn't think that about a bow and arrow, but here we are, so... Okay, I concede that point. Moving on! <laughs> Another of my uh, honorable mentions is because uh, uh, there's a gray area over this character, or else I would have picked him, and that is from Grim Fandango. I've got many, who's who's good at being dead. That's one of his things. Um, and uh, but I, I felt like he was the Grim Reaper, but I don't know if he does any reaping, so that's why I can't really put him in. If he if he did yeah. a reaping on everyone, that'd be a great pick. He could just go and and do a reaping and and help the team, whatever. But if he's just like a dead salesman. And the I shops would, are probably closed because of all the war. I might actually like to see a spin-off in which you see Manny in the Land of the Dead uh, doing the whole travel agent for the dead kind of thing uh, with half the universe flooding in all at once because they all just <laughs> got eradicated instantly. 
imagine him trying to deal with that whole flood. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about actually making him an, an Avenger. I know he carries that scythe around. I only got part of the way through the game, so I don't know if he actually like deals with people at all to in order to reap. But uh, right. yeah, as far as I as far as I've gotten in the game, there has been no reaping. You ain't done a single reap. That's what I feared. Yeah, I'm not sure. And I thought too, like he's he's immortal because he's already dead. But that doesn't make you useful. Like like just because you can't <laughs> be killed dead doesn't mean you won't just stand there getting killed over and over and over again. Yeah. Like the end of Doctor Strange. Like that's it, not necessarily useful power. But he he's also not death. He's just a Grim Reaper in a world in which Grim Reapers are basically um, somewhere between a species of people and a job they have to do. Um, I've got one one last honorable mention, and I'll, I'll try and make this pretty quick. This this isn't necessarily one honorable mention. It's a couple. I'll breeze through it, but it's what I did here was I, I couldn't help try and think of like who who in in games adventure games would make good replacements for the Avengers. So this is just a little right. bonus content. Okay. And and I've tried to come up with some clever ones. Uh, actually, Iron Man being Mega Man. So I had that. Um, so cross that off the list. That's a good one. Um, I picked to replace the Winter Soldier. I have Sonny Bonds because um, he's hard <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, for Black Widow, I went with Laura Bow. Same hair, the girls. I feel like Laura could, you know, come up with a solid conclusion as to why everyone's dying. Okay, um, um, there, there's quite a difference in those characters right there. Um, I, I know you... I don't know why you think they're comparable just because they're women with similar color hair. Um, that's incredibly sexist, and I'm editing that out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but the difference between... Okay, I, I might not edit it out because I want you to um, feel the shame. Um <laughs> The difference between the two is that, like, you know, uh, the Bla Black Widow is a deadly spy, basically, right? Like, she's an agent. She's, like, you know, does all the fighting, shooting. She's so good at being a spy that even though she's a completely, um, perfectly, I don't want to say average or normal because she's, like, more than that, but she's just a person, but so highly trained that she can stand next to superheroes. Whereas Laura Bow would basically watch everything and then at the end, tell you what happened. <laughs> okay, all right, maybe it wasn't the most fleshed out. You, you've got a pretty good point there. Laura <laughs> Bo might be a good kind of Morgan Freeman at the end of everything, narrate what just done happened. Um, I do have one sort of, I don't want to call it a dishonorable mention, but just sort of like a pick that would sound cool in a certain way, but is not. Um, and it's actually th Bobbin Threadbare. And the reason why I don't want him to be on the team is because number one, even though he has technically like magic powers, they're kind of useless because it takes him like, you know, he has to sing four notes in order for them to do anything. And then they'll just like dye them green or, you know, he can open <laughs> doors sometimes and uh, unspiral things. So his magic is effectively not um, useful in terms of fighting an army. But then he's also OP because all he has to do is remove his hood and everyone dies. Like he has right. more power than the Infinity Gauntlet pretty much because he can kill like 100% of people just by taking off his hood. Um, maybe we should actually go with the people that do belong on the Avengers now. Well, I, I agree, but I'll warn you now as we continue, the characters I'm picking make no more sense than any of the aforementioned. 
uh, I'm going to lead him with this one saying that this one could either replace something in the Avengers or just stand on its own. So I'm going to approach it as just standing on its own. Um, I would like to see Cedric the Owl in the Avengers. <laughs> oh no, you're going to divide our audience here, man. <laughs> yes, and to those listening, I expect memes. All right, I want to see that owl in the Avengers. Maybe one of those cool Joss Whedon circle shots that they've done, but with Cedric right there and all his 20 pixel glory. Yeah, I, I like to see Cedric... Um, I I don't have a lot of reasons other than how amusing the visual is. So I, I think his best strength in this scenario is, is visually pleasing to uh, at least 1,400 people out of the, you know, millions that go see it. I, I think, you know, um, I forget how many times they might show up. I think they do show up in uh, Endgame possibly, but uh, um, in at least the first Avengers movie, there's those giant space worms that come around. Uh, destroying the city right and uh you, you know the the famous like oh uh hulk you better get angry he's like oh that's my secret i'm always angry then he punches it in the face and kills it yeah in, in, instead of the line like oh you better get angry oh, yeah in, instead of like the line uh you better start getting angry and he says i'm always angry it should have been watch out to poison a snake <laughs> <laughs> yes and, and actually you've just invented his purpose that that's what he does he he gives everyone a heads up but it, it's so close to a heads up you don't have physical time to react to the news <laughs> he just makes it more panicky and frightening right before you get shot <laughs> that's awesome i i can i know my my uh, my opening argument is is perhaps even weaker than than my my uh, honorable mentions, at least that, that I was able to talk about for a few minutes. So, so to make this something I can actually talk about, and I promise my second choice is actually no better. But um, to make this more talkable, what, what I could say is, um, you're familiar with Falcon, obviously, right? He's he's an Avenger. Yes. Now, that's in right. the, in oh, speaking of useless comic... people. Oh, sorry, you go ahead. Yeah. But uh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. What are you without your fancy backpack? That's all that is. Just a, just a it reminds me of the sketch I once saw where um I, I, I have I forget where it was. It, it was actually pretty popular at the time. Um but I, I just I can't take credit for this joke. <clears throat> but it was basically um a sketch of Professor X laying off the X-Men and he was talking to Angel and um he's like asking Angel, okay, so what exactly do you do? And he's like, Well, I can fly. It's like and yeah, he's like, and that's it. And Professor X is sort of like, well, you see, the, the thing is, we have a lot of people on our team who can fly and do something else. <laughs> <laughs> that reminded me so much when I saw Falcon. It's like, okay, you can fly. We also have other people who can fly and are extremely powerful people. Like, they're so proficient that it's just walking at that point. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's not many Avengers who can't fly. You can't just get by saying my power is that I fly. He's a, you know, I'm like um, I'm like Iron Man, but I can't fit in small areas, and then <laughs> I don't have every other thing Iron Man has. I, I just do the flying bit, <laughs> and I got these goggles. <laughs> so, well, let's see. I, I'm the Hulk. I can jump so fast and hard that uh, it's like flying. And you know, we have a you know, and, I, and I'm Thor. I'm a literal thunder god, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm Vision. I am the I am an infinity stone encased in a vibranium body <laughs> and I fly. Oh, that's awesome. That is, 
That is particularly weak. I mean, I would like to compare his airtime to like a double tap in Mario. I mean, it's 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 around the same thing. You're gonna have to come to the ground. But anyway, so as far as really trying to shoehorn Cedric into the scenario, I'm gonna pitch this. I'm not gonna have him replace Falcon. That's too easy. Falcon in the comic books, um, and this translates to movies. He's got a pet bird named Redwing. <laughs> um, but to switch gears into more relatable in the movies, uh, specifically, I think just Civil War, um, he actually they actually show their depiction of Redwing, which is mechanical. Thank God, um, much better than having a silly bird follow you everywhere, which was in the comics because comics are ridiculous. <laughs> um, so it's, it's basically like a like a tiny jet fighter. Um, it, it's in the beginning of Civil War. You, you can see it. So I was thinking, let's have Cedric be Redwing. Have uh, you know he's basically Falcon's purse, his little accessory. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how I shoehorn in. So, so right. specifically, if anyone is so kind enough to Photoshop anything, I'd love to see Cedric like shooting out of Falcon's little jetpack ass. That'd be that'd be mega. <laughs> I'm sure if you ask, you shall receive. Um, <laughs> so my first pick, I think a lot of people have already thought about this. Uh, probably a lot of people's first thoughts. I know is one of mine is uh, actually Duke Nukem. To join the Avengers. And I I chose him above all other FPS protagonists because, you know, you do have like Master Chief, you do have um, Gordon Freeman, uh, Doom Guy, if he has a name. I don't think he has a name. Um, Wolfenstein Guy. I don't know. Basically, title of game and guy. Basically, yeah, you know? well, um, Wolfenstein is basically Captain America anyway. (laughs) So. Um, so yeah, to basically to represent them, Duke Nukem, because he actually has like a very larger than life personality. Uh, all the rest are basically blank slates to allow the player to sort of attribute themselves onto them. Whereas Duke Nukem is sort of like more of a character that is just sort of, um, a, a defined character and a very bold one and definitely not representative of most of the people who play him. Um, <laughs> And I think it would actually really be interesting to see him mingle with characters like Star-Lord and, uh, uh, you know, the Hulk even. Just like, he, he's just such like this, this super macho, just testosterone steroid freak kind of guy. Uh, he would just, you know, totally clash in an amusing way with all the other personalities on the team. But it still, you know, has access to some really useful weapons that would be very helpful in the battle. So they kind of have to cooperate with him, even though he's like, it's just a biggest douchebag uh, the whole way through that, that's a champion fucking decision mate i mean that that's thank god you're here because people can actually get their substance from your choices because <laughs> they make sense they're well thought out well, uh, well so far i've got duke newcomb to your cedric so um let's hope your next pick kind of evens the evens the scales oh no it, it will not i promise it will not um but no, really good choice on on Duke Nukem because he, he is like you say he's got the kind of a comic book sort of vibe about him anyway, larger than life, chomping on a cigar, ridiculous biceps, you know. Uh, who uh, real quick, who would you cast him as? Dolph Lundgren? What are we thinking? Oh, I mean, if this had been the nineties, Dolph Lundgren would have been amazing. Um, I know, and although Dolph Lundgren has aged very well, I don't think he quite. Oh no, I think I think he still comes across as a little bit too old for the part. Um. I've heard that they're going to cast John Cena to play Duke Nukem, or at least they were. I haven't heard very many updates on that. That's something I'd have to see to believe, just because I'm not sure if John Cena is a strong enough actor to really play outside of John Cena. 
Um, this would be really quite far out of the comfort zone of John Cena, so I'm not entirely convinced, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, one of my picks is c- cannot possibly happen because um, when I've been asked about who would play Duke Nukem in the past, my answer was, well, based on Scott Pilgrim versus the world, I would have chosen Chris Evans, who is Captain America. <laughs> so I can't use him. So um, I don't know. At, at this point, I, I I I don't have anyone really lined up that I would say is like sort of an ideal guy to play Duke Nukem at this moment. Right. Yeah. And I kind of don't either. Like you said with John Cena, I, I, I can actually see that working. I'm not a huge fan of his. I don't think he's bad at acting. I just think they're really trying to force him. Yeah. They're really trying to force it. Like they're just they're trying to make it work because it did so well with The Rock or whatever. And he's not bad, but he's just not great. But I, I could actually see him working because he, I feel like Duke Nukem's got this inherent cheesiness about him. You know, just yeah, everything's it, so extreme. You know, I could maybe see a cheesy kind of acting working with that. I, I see it's cheesy in that in the sense that it's a, such an exaggerated um, stereotype yeah. because he's so like, you know, he is that. Um, just that grizzled, hard, macho, uh, to the point of being a parody. That's basically what he is. I, I know that there's a lot of debate as to whether or not his character is a parody. Uh, if you ask That's a me, bad sign. yeah. If you ask me, he's <laughs> very is. much a parody. But I think some of the creators even said that he's not really meant to be. But I, even if the creator him or herself, I don't know who created Duke Nukem. Even if they say it's not a parody, you can't convince me that he isn't because he's just such a parody to me. Um, and I just don't think that John Cena would fit because he's just, John Cena is more of that goofy over the top. He's more just sort of like that. He, he doesn't have that same kind of, um, that macho meathead douchebag. That is what I would come to expect out of Duke Nukem. Right, yeah, you would expect him to be like that old asshole misogynist that like slaps asses as he walks away and shit. That sort of thing. <laughs> Not that I endorse that, but that's basically no. what he is, right? So, right, um, right, exactly. And, and, and I don't, and I you... don't mind them adjusting the character to be a little bit toned down on that. Like, I don't mind. I, you know, I, I don't mind if they don't. But I, you know, I'm just saying that even if they were to lighten them up a little bit, I think that John Cena is just too much of like the goofy, playful kind of um not really quite the the nugget of duke nukem plus i get the feeling from john cena that he can't grow facial hair (laughs) (laughs) and and i don't mean that as an insult but it's like there's something unrugged about him just very anti-rugged yeah and and maybe it's like this baby face thing i've got on my mind i do have a hard time seeing him like you know like downing a bourbon and chomping on a cigar sort of thing he seems too clean here, I'm going to jump in real quick. Um, shit, did I forget it? No, I didn't. Okay. I was going to say real quick, uh, to, to your point about whether the developers, you know, whether he was a parody or not, and, and it, he was created in in a little paradox of time, like that, that late 80s, early 90s. Like I, I, like, I could see in that time even them not being sure because everything mm-hmm. was just so... Like, I always think of the 80s as, like, the world's puberty. Things were, like... yeah. I, know, I think a um, overreaching. <laughs> I, I think the personality that we've come to know of Duke Nukem came about through Duke Nukem 3D. I think Duke Nukem was, you know, he was that sort of high testosterone macho guy in like the 2D side scrollers, but he never really had that much of a character about him beyond that. I think it was Duke Nukem 3D where he was that kind of um, um, 
you know, strippers and, and, uh, cigars kind of guy. Right. Or at least, you know, I'm sure he could have derived that from his character in the, um, originals, but I don't think it really was so explicit as it was in Duke Nukem 3D moving forward, which was the nineties. Yeah, that's true. I didn't keep that in mind too, Mm. how it evolved. But yeah, I mean, it did take place in the nineties during this, you know, kind of a, uh, kind of a pocket in which there was, you had things like married with children and that sort of thing. So there was kind of like, I don't really, I'm sure it was done with a sense of humor one way or another, whether or not it was an official parody, uh, that that's, I I don't think we're ever going to get to the bottom of that, at least not in this episode. Yeah. Basically they were so busy trying to be extreme and pushing everything to the most Mountain Dew it could be. Yeah. I'm not even sure if they stopped to check in with reality. That's actually a very good point too, because the nineties was very much the extreme. That was like the attitude era of the WWF, right? It was just so, um, big flashy extreme. mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was literally just, um, you know, that was the the whole Jerry Springer yeah, era. Right. Or just like the whole, you know, shock TV. But just, I'm sure, you know, a lot of that bled into the video games too. <laughs> Get a Surge Cola and watch Springer and wrestling. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, your, your grand finale, your headliner, your main event. Who is your final pick for who could join the Avengers to face Thanos and save half the universe? My final pick is Roger Wilco. I see. Yeah, crickets, isn't it? You're like, that, <laughs> that's shit. I'm not going to. I'm not going to encourage this type of behavior from you. <laughs> the world is a peril. Half of everyone's dead, and you're fucking around with a janitor. That's great. <laughs> I, I have. A, I have a few reasons. Oh, first of all, Michael Sarah would be awesome. I think. No, <laughs> Michael Sarah should not have a career. <laughs> But don't worry, after he ruins it for all the Avengers, the whole world will hate him. Look De- at the definitely just keep Star-Lord him away from guy. anything that I like, please. <laughs> just not Roger Wilco. Roger Wilco, de- as as much as, as sorry, I, I should say as little as Roger Wilco deserves. And I love Roger Wilco, he's like my favorite. But as little as he deserves because he's like lazy and doesn't put any real effort into things. Just, he deserves so much better than Michael Sarah. You you are right. You are right. It, it was just uh, I couldn't I can't let go of how ridiculous uh, Michael Sarah would look in that Avengers sweeping shot. Um, <laughs> said that with a soft R. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's just like a human cartoon. Michael Sarah should face. have been cast to play Hawkeye. <laughs> I feel like Michael Sarah should go wipe his mouth. It always looks <laughs> wet. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, my pick is not Michael Sarah. My pick is is. Roger Wilco. I, I have a little reasoning behind it. Um, Sorry, okay, just 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 know. to harp on this one more time. I would sooner cast Shia LaBeouf <laughs> as Roger Wilco than Michael Sarah. As a matter of fact, I would just go watch Indiana Jones Four again <laughs> instead of the film he's in. in a, it's it's not Indiana Jones Four. It's Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Do not give it a number. It does not deserve to be numbered in the series. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. I was wondering where you're going with that. It all, that actually worked out. You're right. Out of respect for the Church of Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Christ, I, I don't know. I'm going to just say some things and pass it to you as quick as possible. Because right. I, I, 
Uh, clearly, my my contribution to this episode is just the the fluff, <laughs> not so much the hard hitting points. Um, <laughs> but if we get some Cedric memes or, or Keith Hawkeye memes, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you and I are having more fun with this episode than anyone who's listening to it. <laughs> As with all of our all right. episodes, but you know. <laughs> Yes, and for the three people left, God, I hope one of you is a photoshopper. I want to see now. I want to see Keith's head on Hawkeye. I, I, I do know mid. that. Um, I, I do know that my good friend Anna Vigu is listening to this, um, and Roberta Vaughn, they're listening to this. I know if no one else listens to this, those two are listening to this. So yeah, take notes. Right, yeah. hi ladies, I love you. Please do them memes every minute. All right, I'll get one tattooed on me. Not really. I never give them shout outs, um, but I just I had to because they are our most um, loyal listeners. So, hi. Anyways, Avengers. Roger Wilco, apparently. Uh, I was hoping you were just going to keep going, but but I, all right, back to me. So, Roger Wilco, all I can really say is this. This is ridiculous. I'm even trying at this point. I'm, I don't know why, but he... <laughs> going down swinging. I like it. A- <laughs> he has a way where, where even though he's a big fuck up, he has a way of, first of all, the adventures are very fun, all right? It's it's the journey, not a destination. Or your untimely death at the hands of Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> it's the journey there, man. He, um, he, everything always works out for him. So it doesn't really matter how useless he is. If you put him in the scenario, it's now Roger Wilco's licensed thing, and it will somehow just work out in the end. That's his, that's his magic power, is, is affecting the hands of the writers. That is true. That is... um. He he does, he does just kind of stumble across the finish line. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, like it, let's say the the solution in this predicament is to is to hit a button. Uh, Roger Wilco would be the guy that was like some guy bent over and bumped into him, and then he fell on the correct button. <laughs> That's what he does. So there. All, All right. right. Solid. Uh, so he's the Jar Jar Binks of the Avengers. Oh, I don't like it put that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I feel bad saying it that way, but that's kind of analogous. Like, he, he that's kind of what Jar Jar Binks's power was. Um, so basically, he's the Michael Sarah of the <laughs> God damn it. I can't argue that. Not a cool thing. <laughs> Because I am so defeated by your argument that I'm literally going to die now. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on from that. And, um, yeah, save us. Give us some, some veg. Okay. Give us some, some substance um, th- th- This is one I'm doing just for novelty factor, and you know, it's going to be pretty cool, too. I mean, uh, I- I've been saving this. I'm kind of proud of this one. Um, my pick for... Uh, to join the Avengers is American McGee's Alice. Nice. All right. E- even though she's like, even though she's like, uh, how old is she? Like 12 or 14 or something. She's really young. Um, but she's also really dark. She's like, uh, almost like a, not, not quite a Wednesday Adams, not quite a Lydia, whatever her last name is more of just like, she's just disturbed. She's a little bit more disturbed, like in a deeper and darker way. And that's kind of her personality is she's just sort of like that. Just, I don't know. You, you kind of know where you don't. I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to explain it. I'm not a psychologist, but, <laughs> but you know, the, the point of American McGee's Alice is that, you know, Wonderland being 
from her dreams and essentially being in her head. Uh, when bad shit happens to her, she goes insane and gets committed to an asylum and therefore Wonderland gets completely warped and she has to, you know, try to restore it, restore her by restoring her sanity. Uh, but if we can do a little bit of plot gymnastics, I don't know if we can like get her into the real world to fight the, um, uh, to fight Thanos. She'd be really cool because she has, you know, she'd probably have the, uh, the, Ch the Cheshire cat with her, who is basically a figment of her imagination at this point, but he has some really cool lines, uh, and he'll be guiding her and, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to have someone with a character that no one can see or hear kind of telling her how to interpret everything that is going around her. Uh, she has the Vorpal blade for melee combat. She has a blunderbuss and a Jabberwock staff to just like destroy things from a distance. Uh, and it just, you know, she would be this, um, she'd be this like 12 to 14 year old girl just out on the battlefield, kicking ass and destroying everyone. Um, she'd be like my favorite character if this were to actually happen. Yeah. It's just cause she's like this like dark, gothic twisted deranged little girl going out there with a blade and a blunder bus just destroying everything Oof. yeah and she also has like a jabberwock staff um which is like a staff with like the eye of the jabberwock on it that she uses to like shoot lasers and explosives and stuff like that she, she also has like a whole bunch of other weapons but i'm just kind of leaving them out just because they're a little bit um but you know even just the three that i mentioned the vorpal blade the blunder bus and the jabberwock staff she just like go out there and just like destroy everything um not not even necessarily in an op kind of way it would just be kind of cool just to see like this like this one little girl running and just like slashing people just like ah! like shooting everything thing in front of her it'd just be cool no i love it i i love that it's it's uh it's like a horror character yes there's no yes. other just straight up just like this terrifying fucking <laughs> you know like one of the twins from the shining but basically with like blood yes. on her dress no that's exactly kind of it that, that's exactly what she comes across as like even visually like that's exactly yeah uh, that, i mean like so so creepy that so creepy Thanos would be like, take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there is Alice in Wonderland, the Disney movie, and she would just be like that, but also like the anti-Disney version of that. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I, I really think as far as like, how would we put this in a film, which is kind of the original idea for this episode until I fucked it up. So, so we can at least <laughs> do it with this character. Putting it in the film, that's such a brilliant idea of having the Cheshire cat maybe a little translucent, you know, mm -hmm. on screen so we know it's only in her mind and then the Cheshire cat can like, I don't know, either whisper twisted things to drive her along or maybe warn her about things. Yeah, that's basically Just, what like he does said, in the some game. Sort of companion. Yeah. Right, right. And it'd, it'd also be kind of cool because it's like um, uh, her character throughout the movie, like even when it's not in battle, she's just that very unnerving presence in the room yes yeah like she would just she'd just be like standing in the corner probably not even looking her direction probably just like doing her own thing like it's been 10 minutes and i ain't seen a blink once yeah it's really off-putting like probably flying like, a kite at night time is wrong yeah like coming across like she's kind of ignoring but she's still kind of absorbing the information and you're just kind of like uh so do you have anything to say about this and she'll just be like quiet and she's just like right. I was just gonna say that her being mute towards the teammates would be awesome, and you could have it so where like the only thing she verbally communicates with is the Cheshire cat, who they can't see. 
Yes. So exactly. she just every now and then like look look behind her shoulder and be like, "Yes, we should." And like, everyone <laughs> be like, "Oh, no. and she just get this over with." She Man, won't I don't even like do anything. Like you won't even know what she does or is good at until like the final battle. Like the entire time, they just like stumble across her. They think they're rescuing her because she's like this little girl. Right. You know, they think like, "Oh, we you know, we, it, it's our duty to protect this little girl," and she's just being like this pouty goth chick, kind of, um, who just you know ignoring them because she's a teenager kind of you know as all teenagers do guy or girl and just being this this you know dark twisted demented presence in the room and then as soon as it comes time to battle she just like runs out there just just like slashing everything with her knife like shooting things down with a blunderbuss and a jabberwock staff just like cutting them down to laser and explosives anyways so yeah that's that would that would probably be my pick for someone to <laughs> this 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 went downhill. We got pretty dark pretty quickly, but but I think that's the best choice. So, yeah, um, I think that would be I think rubbish. that would be my pick, my definitive choice. Because because again, it's not that there isn't a precedent. It is a bit of a crossover because you know they did Disney did have Alice in Wonderland, and now here she is. You know, I'm wondering. You laid out not only an awesome choice, but but a logically sound one too. Like she'd be a good team member. Uh, not saying team player, but she'd be a good Avenger. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's basically the best argument I think you could give. You just done. I'd like to see what people would think about the best argument possible versus Cedric, and would Cedric still fucking win? <laughs> <laughs> if, if put to a popular vote, they'd be like, you know, Rick made a lot of good points. I don't even think Cedric would do nothing, but I want to see the fucking bird. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, why don't you let us know? Why don't you um. Uh, either post or tweet or send an email to mail at classicgamersguild.com and choose who would you like to see as an Avenger, American McGee's Alice or Cedric the Owl? Hashtag Cedric the Avenger. Make that go viral, mates. <laughs> Cedric the Avenger. Yes, let's do that. Hashtag. Um, I'm totally not. Actually, wait, maybe I will. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. Any final thoughts on this? Now that we have riled up half of the people who exist. Yeah. No, I, no, no final thoughts. I, I had a great time. This was particularly fun. Um, <laughs> I would just say the usual don't do a murder. Um, hashtag Cedric the Avenger. Hashtag Rick play Kathy Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Get on it. Get on it.